Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. The B word is back this morning and it's not Brexit. That's right, bonking Boris is on the front pages again and it's no surprise to anyone, Boris included. If the conspiracy theories are to be believed, the former Foreign Secretary is clearing out all the skeletons in his closet before making a leadership bid. And if that's true, we could be here for some time. Katie Perry is here as well. She used to be one of his advisors, of course, so you couldn't wish to be in a better place for knowing uh, what's going on. Can Boris be Prime Minister after this? Do you really care what he gets up to in his private life. You might not at the moment, but if he was actually in number 10, I think it would make a massive difference. 0344 499 1000 is the number. Coming up later on in the show, we'll be finding out why councils treat the rich and poor in their boroughs completely differently, even down to resurfacing the posh end of a street in Oxford and neglecting the rest of it. 0344 499 1000. We'll also be finding out why some women are taking brain-boosting pills. Uh, I can't imagine why they would need them. I thought they were the cleverest species in the first place. Uh, No sniggering at the back, please. And because it's Friday, We'll have another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards, a weekly homage to my brilliance in broadcasting. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and uh, Casey Perrier on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham, 0344-499-1000. I don't suppose you ever thought you'd be sitting in a radio studio with me uh, talking about uh, Boris Johnson getting divorced, but oh here God, we are. no. Um, I mean, and, you know. Uh, even more frightening, right, is a tweet I've got here from Paul. He says, how about Boris as Prime Minister with Julia Hartley Brewer as First Lady, the dream team? One-way ticket for me. I don't think Mr. Hartley Brewer would be all that happy <laughs> no. about her spending time in close proximity of Boris Johnson on his own in number 10. I mean, I don't think Marina uh, Wheeler, his wife, would be waking up this morning thinking that she's going to be the subject of our radio show. No. Indeed, the fact that, <clears throat> excuse me, probably, she'll be on programmes like Loose Women in a yeah. couple of hours' time. Everybody's well, talking about her marriage. Indeed. On the front pages uh, of and the also papers because and on of the, because of the all-encompassing nature of the media, which, which you and I have been involved in for many years, you know, it's, it spins off into all kinds of things. People will be having conversations on TV shows and on radio shows today as well, um, all about, you know, whether powerful men need to have mistresses, whether powerful men cannot you know, be harnessed. I've got a theory about this. Yeah. I, my theory about this is that the higher up the social ladder you are, the less you pay attention yeah. to this, uh, the, the sanctity of marriage, mm. or indeed the less you pay attention to the fact that you want to stick with one woman, whether you're married or not. Okay, yeah. so I, I spend my life mm. uh, hanging around the corridors of Westminster, yeah. and I know hundreds of MPs, hundreds of uh, members of the House of Lords, and probably I don't know 50, 60 journalists. Yeah. Okay, and my theory is that the higher up the social ladder you climb. Yeah. The more it's just kind of acceptable. This is an accepted way to live. This is just the behaviour of, of, of certain people. And well, I, you say that, but I, I think mean, I'm really boring and old-fashioned. When yeah. I'm kind of a bit like, no, I don't want to live my life like that. Have you been propositioned? 
In Parliament? Yeah. No, because I'm not the kind of girl that they would proposition. Well, they know they're going to get a knee in the wrong place okay. if they ever go anywhere near well, me. Well, see, that is part of your strategy, though, and that is also part of the narrative, because one of the reasons that um, the higher up the social scale you go, the perhaps the more adulterous you find people, it's partially because of the opportunities as well. I mean, if you work of in course. politics, you're often out at night. You're often at work-related events. Oh, my gosh, If you yes. work in the media, you're quite often out with your colleagues in pubs, in bars, in restaurants, at events. You know, you have many more opportunities, I suppose. But then it'd be wrong to say as well that the rest of the country isn't at it because, you know, you just got to look at the Jeremy Kyle show. I know, I know. But I just think that, that there is, that, you know, you're right in terms of the, the power is that major aphrodisiac to yeah. people. But I wrote a piece in The Times a couple of months ago where I said, I think it was into last year now, but where I said about the fact that when I was the bodyguard, mm. but not the bodyguard as in like, Don't mention service, that awful show to me. When I was the gatekeeper mm. to some pretty senior politicians, male politicians, I would spend my whole time at party conferences flicking people off, going, don't don't even think about yeah. it. Don't go near it. What room number is he in? Never, none of your business. And you know what? The men were just as bad as the women. Yeah. So I had gay guys coming up going, I've always thought that he might like to hang out with me tonight and yeah. he might like to do this and he might like to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He wouldn't. No. He wouldn't. He'd like to do this event right. and he'd like to go go back to his room mm. and he was going to see us in the morning for breakfast. Our, you know, his team. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. And it's very predatory because mm. they all, this, this power kind of driven mm. thing in politics. And I used to just sit there thinking, this is just nuts. This right. whole room is completely nuts. So... The, the thing is, is that people like Boris Johnson and others, and he's not alone, the opportunity is always there. Yeah. And it's not just there if you get lucky, you know, and it's not just there if you're once off. It's there everywhere you yeah, go. exactly. I remember once he so came... So actually to... you have to be a person of quite strict a sort of rectitude to yes. avoid it, actually. Well, you know, I'm not saying I'm giving him any excuse, but I remember he came to my birthday party once and uh, we were in a, a kind of restaurant, a bar, and uh, he'd been there five minutes and someone started touching him on the backside. A woman yeah. started touching him. Right. And I was going, you know, is that, is that okay? Is it acceptable? Mm. And in the end, I just went over to her and said, you are ruining my birthday party. Yeah. And if you're not careful, I will ruin you. Mm. And that was the end of that. And mm. I said to the security, remove her. Yeah. She's ruining my birthday party. She, she's doing things that are inappropriate. Right. Get, get her out of here. Right. And it was, it was surely I probably should have done a private room or something or other. But we were just in a bar. Yeah. It was just a few friends. Yeah. And it's kind of like, hold on a minute. Why do you think that that's okay? Because Boris Johnson's a celebrity, though. I mean, he counts as a celebrity yes. by and large. You and know? they all think it's okay to, you know, possibly yeah. lay it on a plate. So mm. I'm not I'm not excusing his behaviour. But, oh, my God, it is absolutely everywhere he goes. Yeah. And so you can't necessarily say that um, it's all down to him. It's, it's also... So the fault of other people as well. I mean, it's just the oh, way life is. But he's is. the one that's married, I'm afraid, and he's the one that you know makes that, makes that commitment. And you know, after 25 years, I don't know, but probably Marina's decided it's about time I took back to control yeah. to take a phrase from his own campaign. Uh, indeed, yes, absolutely right. Well, uh, we're going to take your calls on this. Obviously, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. My question is, and I'm not trying to be old fashioned here, that that if you have, uh, because we never had a divorced man as a leader of this country, uh, which is no big deal, I suppose. But if it's a divorced man uh, who's still on the Dating scene. How much does that make you feel slightly uncomfortable uh, in terms of somebody inside number 10? Uh, it may not at all. You may not care what the number 10 uh, incumbent gets up to. Uh, I think it's quite important. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
Let's anyway, talk to, let's, let's talk go back to, to talking about Boris. Barbara Sahakian, because she's a professor of clinical neuropsychology at Cambridge. I don't know if she's got any stories like that. Barbara, very good uh, morning to you. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. Good Welcome. morning. Hi, sorry Mike. to Hi, Sorry Katie. to keep you waiting. That um, random stories. Yeah, I don't know why we got onto that subject, but I'm sure Katie's regressing it now. But never mind. <laughs> um, so tell us about these brain-boosting pills that uh, people are taking, and particularly some women are taking. Yeah, so um, the most common ones, I would say, are methylphenidate, which is also known as Ritalin. You know, it's one of the major treatments for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Right. And the other one that's very popular is modafinil, and that's actually used for um, narcolepsy, excessive daytime sleepiness but it both of them have been shown in the studies for instance that I've done here at Cambridge with healthy people that they also improve you know they boost your cognition and healthy people um, both drugs do so this fills yeah. me with dread Barbara this story that people regular people that are very you know talented going about their re- everyday lives got no special needs whatsoever are popping these pills because it helps them just focus on their work they're so you know stressed out by today's pressures that they are taking you know a couple of pills a week to keep get them through it first of all does it absolutely you know make a difference to their lives is it proof that it does and secondly you know why on earth have we got to this point where it's now getting more and more common yeah, so of course I, I study these drugs because I'm trying to help people with ADHD or with uh, neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's disease. But as you say, healthy people are now using these drugs that we're looking for as treatments for for people with uh, problems. Um, and I, it does. They do certainly in the studies that we've done, which are double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. They do work, and we've looked at sleep-deprived doctors uh, with uh, Lord Aradazi. We did a study with Imperial College in London, and we showed that uh, if you're a sleep-deprived doctor, you do much better with modafinil compared to placebo. So these these things do work. But I agree with you. One has to wonder about what's going on in society that people feel enormous pressure to take these drugs. And, of course, it can't be good for you in the long run, can it? Well, that's the thing. We don't have any long-term studies of the safety or the efficacy of these drugs in healthy people. So we don't even know whether they work in the long term or whether they're safe to use in the long term. So I am concerned that people are purchasing these over the Internet, and it's a very... Um, you know, it's it's a very dangerous way to get prescriptions-only medication. But I'll tell you, uh, one other reason people use these drugs is we've been able to show that uh, modafinil, for example, improves task-related motivations. So for those jobs that you've been putting off or you find rather boring, it helps you to get into the flow, you know, into the focus on them and get them done. So uh, I think also people are using them not only to, like, boost their you know, creativity and their problem-solving abilities, but also to um, help them with uh, getting through tasks that they've been putting off. Yeah, well, we've been hearing sort of anecdotally that um, some students have used these pills in the past in order to kind of revise for exams and that kind of thing. We've actually got somebody, uh, I believe, on the line called John uh, who wants to tell us about it, Barbara. So if you just bear with us, let's hear what John has to say. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Yeah, hi. Now, have you taken some of these things? I have. Um, whilst I was a student at um, a university, uh, during one exam session, I managed to get some online and, uh, and tried was that it pretty, out. Was that pretty easy to do? You did you have to like jump through any hoops or fill out any forms or anything? No, it was it was really very easy. Right. Um, if you sort of just Google it online, you, there's countless websites, and I chose one that was recommended to me, and um, yeah, they. And, and can you can you tell us? Can, and how expensive were they? 
a couple of pounds per pill. Really? So that's not yeah. much, is it? And what what was it that you yeah. actually took? It was uh, well, a sort of derived uh, derived version of modafinil. I okay. think it was called something else. Right. And what, did you think it helped, or was it a waste of time? I I thought it did help. Um, just listening to the uh, lady that's just on, um, quite accurate, I'd say, because it 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 motivates you to pursue a task um, that you might otherwise not have been up for doing and you can just sit down and and have at it so what the effect is that you get less distracted or what yeah i'd say less distracted and you, you sort of realize the effect afterwards when you get up and you realize oh i've just done that task right. for you know three hours solid all right and did you have any sort was there a kind of come down afterwards when it wore off or not really no it's um well you might it might keep you up uh, later than you intended, but right. no, it was, it was fine. Other than that, I have heard of, of people I know who had less of a had less of a good time on it because they would they wouldn't be able to sleep at all and they would become very antisocial. Right. Um, Do you think it can become so, addictive? Yeah, Do you think it can, it can become addictive because you like the fact that it helps you focus and then you start to rely on it every week as a student and then all of a sudden you can't stop taking it. Uh, physically addictive, no, but as I say it could be sort of habit forming, and if yes. you you can you can maybe end up relying on it too much if it's exam season or you're sort of particularly under a lot of stress with work, then you could rely on it too much. Mm. So in that sense, yes. Okay. All right, John. Well, listen, thanks for calling in. Let's talk back to Barbara Sahakian. Uh, Barbara, what did you make of that? I suppose there's a lot of that going on more than we think, maybe. Oh, yes. I mean, there's been a lot of surveys in the UK and the USA with students. And um, certainly uh, one of the studies done in Switzerland with students came up with 8% of students using these drugs. An Oxford survey came up with uh, 16% of students using the drugs. So, you know, there's quite a few. In, in America, sometimes it's as high as 20 to 25% of students using these sorts of drugs. Just to comment on the addiction yeah. side, um, the sort of classic stimulants of which methylphenidate falls into that category, Ritalin, um, that, is, that does have addictive potential. But so far, no, nobody has demonstrated, um, you know, uh, addiction abuse for the modafinil. There was another uh, drug I seem to remember that was taken very much in America, and, and some I think some NFL players ended up taking it. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the name, but it was another one of these Ritalin type drugs, which was designed to sort of combat ADHD. But a lot of sports sportsmen started taking it. Can you remember what that was called? Well, Ad is it Adderall? Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Adderall. So those are amphetamine salts. So those are even a bit more uh, potent than the uh, methylphenidate. So over here in the UK, Nice has approved. Um, you know, Ritalin, methylphenidate, for use in um, moderate to severe ADHD, you know, along with a psychosocial treatment. But Adderall tends not to be used here, but it is used in the United States. Yeah, yeah, interesting times. Barbara, thanks very much indeed for your time. Barbara Sahaki in there, Professor of Clinical Neuropsychology at Cambridge. I don't think you need any more intelligence pills, do you? Gee, thanks. You don't think so? I don't think so, no. I think you're quite well intelligent enough, and I think, in fact, you mask it sometimes. Do you think? Just to try and make out that you're not as intelligent as you really are. Okay. But I can see through it. Really? How about this from Alex? I have now been blessed by the wonderful Katie Perrier. I can go into the weekend a secure and happy man. What? There you go. <laughs> You're starting to get fans out there.
Rob says this, how about a 10-hour flight with the ones who take their shoes off and shuffle around the cabin and then the toilets? Those labs leave so much to be desired. I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than being on a long-haul flight uh, and towards the end of it. Um, you know, it just there's all sorts of carnage going on airport on airplanes, isn't there? You oh just, God, you just yeah. Don't want to think about it. Well, really. Sometimes you just think to yourself, is it worth all the aggro? Mm. And you know, the possibility that you could get there in 24 hours later, you're not very well, and yeah. all that stuff. Well, did you see that uh, incident on it? Was I think it was a an Emirates flight that landed, t- took off from Dubai and landed in New York, and they basically quarantined it because they thought it was around about the same time as the announcement was made about the Russian Novichok guys. Right. And there was some fear at the beginning when the story first broke that it was some kind of you know Russian plot. And the people had been infected by some kind of poison on the plane. Turned out, uh, rather than hundreds of people being ill, there was only about ten, and they all had suffered from some kind of food poisoning. Ugh, but it wasn't from nice. the plane, I don't think. I think they'd got it before they got on. Possibly from an airport restaurant. Possibly, or something. yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Ugh, nasty stuff. Let's no. talk to Patrick, uh, who's in Belfast. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Good morning, folks. Isn't it great to have the dream team back on a friend? Oh, it is bless you. It is indeed. Can't be bad. I can't complain. The thing is, Patrick, though, we've not got any kind of tasting of any kind. And normally on a Friday, yeah. I like to have some kind of, you know, wine tasting or cake tasting. Well, you didn't like the last one. No. Well, that you know, last week. That's because it's all posh. The st- all stuff that you bring in is posh. Patrick, I'm sure you know uh, good, what's good, good quality wine and what isn't. Mm. Maybe you could advise us in some well, wine tasting in the future. Listen, there is there is nobody better who is sitting right next to you when it comes to good wine. <laughs> That's very true, actually. Completely correct. Well played. Thank you. Now, uh, what do you want to tell us, Patrick? Mike, uh, it's just what you were saying there about germs mm. and kids getting back to school. Without fail, every year when my daughter was in primary school, within the first week, we would get a letter <laughs> or she would come back and she would get she would have be covered in head lice. Right. Oh. Although they say yeah, head lice no. is actually now the product of clean hair. That you don't actually get head lice because your hair's dirty. That's true. Yeah, well, I mean, that that may be so, but you try and sit in for two hours with these electric combs and these shampoos I know. every night for about three months. Well that's one I of the one of the duties that I've that's one of the duties that I've happily handed off. Uh, to the children's mother, because I, I, I basically claim I'm no good at finding these lice, so she does a better job. Just shave it all off. I mean, I, I, with boys, it's a lot easier <laughs> than girls, you know, so you have to go through well, the hair. I, I, actually, I actually offered to just get the daughter's head shaved, but apparently that was a no-no. That would have been, been a no-no. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have problem with boys. But it's true, though. I mean, you're absolutely right. The head lice letter comes about three times um, a year, right? You also then get some at least somebody going down with some horrendous you know, outbreak of something or other, uh, which then one of your kids gets, which they then give to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the main problem is because of all this political correctness, mm. they don't actually go to the person and, you know, the source of the problem. That's so true. It has to include everybody. Yeah. There's one Veruca I mean, spreader not? and then everybody gets it because no one's willing to tackle the single child yeah. for, because it's seen yeah. as picking on them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, instead of turning around and saying to the parents, Listen, your child, uh, you know, there's obviously health issues here. You know, sort your child out. Mm. Instead of 35 children coming down with measles or chicken pox. Do they still do those, um, do they still do those sort of nurse visits in your, in your part of the world, Patrick? Because I think they've stopped doing them in England, where I remember going to, to school and they would have the nurse who would sort of go through yeah. your hair and mm-hmm. take the old steel comb and put it back into the disinfectant. Don't do have any do of that now, no. Why, why don't they do that anymore? Don't have any of that now. That's it's probably, I mean, I remember where you had to go into and you had to go behind the screen and there's a doctor and a nurse there. And, a and you and had that. to obviously, yes. Um, <laughs> I remember and that, you, yeah. you don't, 
obviously you, you don't do that now, but yeah, the, there is a district nurse. <laughs> it's hard to believe that they were allowed. Year. It's actually, I, I'm quite staggered actually that they were able to do that at the time. I know. Can you imagine that it happening now? I know. I mean, it's, it's bizarre, it, it, isn't it's it? It's just not, yeah, it's just not feasible. But in this day and age, you know, you can't do nothing. But yeah, school times were the absolute yeah. worst. I Although my, my older son, my 14-year-old, he last year, he went in uh, one day just towards the end of the, the term in the summer um, to, and announced that he was getting some kind of jab or other. I don't know what it was. Yeah, flu jab. Was it flu? No, yeah. I don't think it was flu. I think it was... A um, rubella? It was some kind of booster or yeah, something yeah. or other, but I, I thought they'd stop doing all that as well. Do they no, still no, do no. that, Patrick? Yeah, they still they still do that, but obviously now there's a lot of parents, rightly or wrongly, I personally think it's wrongly, who are um, against it, you know, and say, oh no, my child was gonna would be getting infected with whatever they're injecting, right. and then children a year down the line end up getting chicken pox or something else. Because they haven't got the injection, that's yeah. in my experience. Well, as long as they don't put Karen Bradley in charge of the Department of Education, you'll be all right. Because uh, this is the oh. new Northern Ireland secretary, uh, who I'm sure you were very impressed with. Who doesn't know that there are deep-rooted uh, issues in Northern Ireland? Apparently. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I I don't actually blame her. You know what? Who I blame? I blame the political parties here. Yeah. Because if they were to actually get their finger out. We wouldn't have somebody who's incompetent and hasn't got a clue about what way Northern Ireland runs running the country. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so the, bl- the blame lies with them. Yeah, but I mean, she really ought to have had at least a little bit of a look at one of her briefing papers before she actually opened her mouth, don't you think? Well, you know, yes, most definitely. Do not understand um, Northern Ireland politics and then be in charge of it. It just shows, a wee, well, a lack of... Um, understanding and maybe a wee bit of incompetence. Yeah, I think unfortunately it's a signal of our times, I'm afraid. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. That's right, it's time of the week where I cast my ears back across the week of the so-called Independent Republic of Mike Graham and pick my favourite moments from across the week. It's been quite the week for current affairs, social affairs and in the case of one person, an illicit affair. But who are our winners of the Perry Awards this week? So the first gone this week goes to Daisy McAndrew for the revelation of the week, who's told us about a terrible drug problem amongst young people. It's, it is, I mean, these really long holidays. So my 12-year-old has really turned into a teenager over yeah. this holiday, and is suddenly sleeping in till like 10 o'clock, yeah. which she never used to do. And I'm dreaded. So tomorrow's well, her birthday. My oldest has suddenly become taller than his mother yeah. over the course of the last four weeks. Well, they weeks. shoot up over the summer holidays, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Bit too good. much info there, yeah, definitely. Really, absolutely right. The next period is the award for the most Mike sentence ever. The National Infrastructure Commission, which is another one of these quangos I've never heard of until today, run by a load of do-gooders who want to tell us how we should run our lives. <laughs> that, is, that is Mike in a nutshell, That's really. pretty much it. Yeah, that's the show. And you also win the next award for the most stomach-churning moment of the week. Somebody's got to invent a decent set of tights that don't take you half an hour to wriggle into them. Yeah, well... We'll try wriggling out of them as well. That's not easy. That's <laughs> oh. what I do. About. Why is that so terrible? Oh. And Why well, is wriggling into them better than wriggling out of them? Oh, God, we're not getting into that. And while we're on the subject, Mike also wins the Insight of the Week Award. Yeah, I mm. prefer to be dominated by a woman, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not true, No comment. Yeah. Moving on swiftly from the subject, let's give the Perrier for her own Dawn Needsom. She wins the Gone for Fact of the Week. Arsenic. Arsenic, That's yeah. sort of poisonous. Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good feedback there, sort good intelligence, of, yeah. sort of. 
And our favourite fisherman friend, Jim Portis from the Southwest Fish Producers Association, wins the next award. A returning category is the Perrier for the best radio-friendly swear word. How was your friend, Monsieur Coquette? Oh, Monsieur Coquette, he was perfect. He was talking a lot of scallops. <laughs> or, or scallops. No, he was talking scallops. He's a great man, Jim. I, think I like you're Jim. A regular Jim guest should, on the show. We said that Jim should run our Brexit negotiations. Even if the scallop wars are over, I think we should still have Bring him on. Bring him back. Yeah. I vote for Jim, definitely. So back to Dawn now, who wins the Perrier for the best question of the week. Keep What's the naughtiest thing you put in your mouth recently? <laughs> I was very glad that that didn't get answered in the way that it could have got answered. God, honestly, I'm just well I mean, behaved you know, compared the, the, to the, the rest of them. questions that you guys now ask, you know, put me, put everybody in fear of Ofcom. I'm well behaved, what you're you talking know. about. And while we're on innuendos, Caller Pat in East London wins best euphemism for war. Because they don't want the unthinkable to happen. What's the they unthinkable? Well, they don't want bang, bang, shoot them up. <laughs> Bang, bang, oh, shoot bless. Him up. Yeah. And the next period is for the I Beg Your Pardon Award. It goes to Mike for this bizarre turn of phrase. By this time, you can tell by watching that Trump has worked out that it's The penny's dropping. You can the, see in you, his face, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you can see in his face and you can hear it in his, in his eyes there. Hear, hear it in his, his eyes. eyes. Yep. I thought nobody noticed that earlier on in the week. I thought yeah. it was just me. I kind of raised my eyebrows. Did, and did, say, they, did, you, did, you, did you not see, notice that? You talk, I talk so much that it's almost bound, some of it's bound to go wrong, isn't of it? Of course, naturally. And I win the best award, <laughs> the next award, as I've said before. The speech radio is just about doing some fear-mongering. This is my best attempt at it. So you're not worried the Russians are going to retaliate in some way? Well, they could possibly do so, but we can't not act because we're worried no. about what they're going to do next sure. because that's how you, you, you get rolled over and mm. have your belly button tickled, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> belly button tickled. I don't know why I was saying yeah, that, well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, if that's all they're going to do, then I don't think we've got much to you worry about. You know what, what I mean. And another one for Dawn now. She wins the Over the Head Award. And finally, one from Lizzie, uh, who says, Your co-presenter Dawn defined man-hating as misandry. Is that from the Greek andros, andron, androgen? Um, uh, what about philandering? You what, love? <laughs> <laughs> you what? You yeah, what? That's a very, pretty good answer. Actually, We're going on a bit, but there are a lot of awards this week for you, Mike. So Listen, we're going to carry on. It's a very award-winning show. I mean, you, even the producer got one this week. You, yes, claims. yes, very clever. Yeah. Young man, young man. Uh, you win the next award for impression of the week. Quote that I once learned from George Galloway. I heard him saying it uh, the other day on his own radio station, a radio show, which will be on uh, Friday night. The mother of all talk shows. He says, I believe I may have been wrong once. I think it was in 1973. <laughs> oh, that's quite good. Yeah, you'll be sitting in for George tonight, but uh, you're going to do his voice. So uh, tune yeah. in from 7pm to hear it. <laughs> Finally, for the first and most likely last time, it's the Perrier for Invasion of the Week. It goes to the Daleks for inter interrupting the Westminster Dog of the Year Award. I'm surrounded by some wonderful doggies, not least of all Pam, who is a rescue dog from the Dogs Trust. And Pam's adoption advisor, Karen, uh, can tell you a little bit about her story and, and her background. Karen, tell us, tell us how you met Pam and what she's been through to be here. Uh, so Pam came to us originally as a stray from Ireland, where she came here with some of her siblings. She then went to a lovely home, but unfortunately has had to come back to us due to not getting along with a couple of the little dogs in the home. Yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, that actually went out as opposed to... <laughs> they actually, went out live. Yeah. What are you talking about? That is award-winning stuff. That's all for this week. That's a Perry Awards, and they'll be back next Friday. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app.
If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.